Um, I want to talk a little bit more about this this morning. The Word of God is, is alive. Amen? The Word of God is good. Amen? John 15, verses 1 through 17. We won't read all of them, but maybe we will. John 15, if you turn there, let's pray. Father, let your word speak to us today. Holy Spirit, enlighten our minds and our spirits. Lord Jesus, as you already spoke to us during the worship time, transform our thinking, God. That's even one of the key scriptures I'm going through. Lord, you're in charge. And so it just always amazes me how you know what you're going to do, how you're speaking to us. So make us come alive today, God, through the word, and let us live the word out. And so, Lord, we thank you. Again, transform us in Jesus' name. John 15, 1 says, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will, e- it will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you... Remain in me. In other words, God wants you to remain in Him, right? You got it? Okay, verse, uh, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away, withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Verse 7. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, this is the third, I think this is the third sermon I've been doing on, on the, the, the abiding in Christ. Last week was a little tough. Okay, I talked about the pruning, the cutting, the discipline. This morning, I want to talk about allowing God to transform your thinking. Say, God, transform my thinking. Okay, the scripture says, Romans 12:2, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, if you see the scripture up there, the word transformed, it is translated into, the Greek word is metamorphosis. Metamorphos. Which means what? To be transformed. So the Word of God will transform us. Then Proverbs 4.23 says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So whatever source, check this out this morning. The scripture says, the title says, What in heaven's name are you thinking? Okay? So we're abiding in Christ. And so your thought life is influenced by your world around you. True or false? Your thought life is influenced by your internal world as well. You got this? Okay, so whatever sources that we feed from influence our thinking. And, and our thinking influences what? Our words, our thoughts, our actions, and the way we react with people. Okay, so have you ever, ever had this question, what are the sources of my thoughts? Why did I think that? Where did that thought come from? Why am I thinking this? Why is this consuming my life? Well, do you remember that? The doctors say, you know, whatever you eat, you become what you eat. You know that computer term, garbage in, garbage out? You can also put good in, good out too, right? Why is it always negative with everyone, right? Come on, right? Good in, good out, right? So whatever you put into your mind, whatever you're feasting, every time you turn on the TV and you sit down and you just like shut your mind off and you let the world tell you how to live your life, you go to work and you let the work tell you, you go to college, and again, no, no offense to you professors and students and all that, um, but when you go to the university and you just open your mind and say, I'm going to learn and let the professor tell me, you've got to be careful. Amen? 
no, no offense to you professors, okay, I love you guys. But when I went to the state university, I, had that meant, I always had a guard on my thoughts. I want to learn what they want to teach me, but I don't want to learn the ways of the world. You see the difference? I'm going to learn what they want me. I'm going to learn how to witness to them. I'm going to learn their process of thinking. I'm going to learn if it helps me to succeed in life, but I'm not going to unlearn the Word of God in my life. Amen? And so today, friends, you and I are, we are inundated with so much information, correct? I mean, my cell phone buzzes all day long by tweets, Facebook posts, uh, emergencies, you know, road closings, and, and, and sometimes it's cool, news alerts. I'm like, okay, sometimes like, can I just throw this thing away? Amen? You see, God created every one of us as great people with great purpose. And Jesus basically said this. He said, because you have great purpose, what's in your heart comes out. Luke 6.45, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the of overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Or from, in the King James, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now let me, let me say this, because we say, we go, Pastor Dave, why do we have these crazy people blowing up other people? Why is there so much violence? Why, is there, why are we changing the laws and the morals of the society? Why? Because people are believing what they're being fed. Right? Why are you surprised? Really? I mean, why are you surprised when, when the video games and, and the movies and, and the, the music they listen to is telling them to do everything opposite of what God wants them to do? Why are we surprised? Come on, church, amen? Oh, my goodness, what's wrong with the world? Well, they're feeding on the world. They're believing, even our kids are believing what the world is telling our kids. And they're beginning to doubt the faith and the power of God. And that's why we must feed on God's Word, amen? We must abide in God's Word. Are you true with me? You good? To receive life and direction for your life, we must return to the source. Who is the source? God. God the Father. And through His Son, Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit teaching us, we must go back to this. Amen? So listen to this. This, is, this message is going, to be either, it's going to be powerful. It's going to be either boring. It's going to be deep. It's going to be shallow. It's going to be what you make it today. Are you ready? I've been chomping on my bits to preach this message for three weeks, four weeks maybe. Okay? But I had to do the other messages to get to this message. Are you ready? I'm going to do my best. God help me. Lord, anoint the word today. The first thing is this, and this is obviously, it's kind of a repeat. Your source directs slash dictates your life. Okay, we read that. John 15 says, a true vine, remain in me. The first thing, letter A, is what we feed from forms our thoughts. What we feed from forms our thoughts. Again, we said, where, where did I get my thoughts? Why do I believe this? Where did that idea come from? Every one of you have a mega supercomputer right here in between years. It's called the human brain. The human brain is powerful. It's able to have concrete and abstract, abstract thoughts. It's able to dream and solve problems. It's able to, to, to do all these wonderful things that a computer can't do. A computer can only do what? What it's programmed and made to do. Now, just like the Creator, He made you with a supercomputer that's able to do things that are above all. The mind, listen, the mind is like a hard drive, okay? Which it's downloaded the software of our experiences. It's downloaded the, 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 the uh, information that we've received and, and it helps us then to, to make decisions, to live life. And everything that you've gone through in your life goes into your hard drive, right? I mean, how many of you, you've, you've, like, you hear a song and all of a sudden thoughts from 30 years ago comes, comes back to your mind, Right? Or you smell a certain smell, right? 
you, you see a certain thing, or you go to a certain place, and this certain, the ambiance all of a sudden brings back a thought from 20, 30, 5 years ago, 5 days ago, 5 minutes ago. That's your, your mind. That's, that's the superhuman God, computer God put in your brain. Now, in that, though, is stored up all those things. You store up your, your ideas, your beliefs, your convictions, your philosophies, your experiences, your memories, your good experiences, your regrets, your hurts, your joys, your secret thoughts. And we take out what gets put in. Right? I mean, how many of you know if you touch a hot stove and you burned your finger as a kid, what are you not going to do? Hopefully. Okay? You learned, right? So all that stuff that you've put into your mind comes out in your life. You, you get good or bad. And so this is why it's important that you and I keep the truth to the front. Amen? We constantly refresh our minds with what? Come on, what? The Word of God and preaching, prayer, Bible study, fellowship with godly people who have similar beliefs as you. Amen? Because the Bible says this, John 8, 32... And you will know the truth, and the truth will what? That was the word that was given to us. You will be set free. You see, God was in charge already this morning, wasn't it? If you get bad information, and you do not delete that bad information, or if you do not wash that bad information, eventually that bad information can taint your life, right? Like, how many of you had this experience? Again, I'm going to go down the road. I know someone, we're always talking about food. Okay, if you go to a restaurant, and there's a national chain, and, and your friends and your family say, oh, this is the best restaurant in the world. I'm not going to name names because then I'll get in trouble, I'll get sued, and you know, all that stuff. And you might be offended, okay? So, so if you go to Taco Bell in one place, and it's the, like the people, this is the greatest place in the world, and you go and you like get sick and you get, you get food poisoning, you throw up in your life, and then you go to another state and your friends say, oh, let's go to Taco Bell. What is your experience and your thoughts about Taco Bell going to be? You know, I'm going to pass on that. Or, or anything, any food that you like. And so you can have that concept. And so that bad experience taints what? The potential that this could be the best Taco Bell, even though it's generic and it's not good uh, for you. Um, and it's not real Mexican food anyway. Uh, it's, anyway, so, so, so now you go through life and you got burned one time or you got a bad experience or, or your mom said all white people are bad. Or all black people are bad. Or all Asians are bad. So now, that information is bad information. What does it do to your life? It affects the way you think and the way you react with people. Correct? Are you following? This is pretty simple, right? Pastor, I know. Okay, good. Let's move on then. Paul says to have your mind transformed. I already read it. I'll read it again. Romans 12.2 Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God, renew my mind. Amen? Then you will know. I'll, I'll read that later. So letter B. Okay, the first is we, we feed, what we feed from forms our thoughts. Then letter B, we become what we think. We become what we think. Luke 6.45, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of the mouth, the heart speaks, or his mouth speaks. Our actions and our beliefs emanate, listen, your actions and your beliefs emanate from what you have inside. What you were taught, what you grew up on, what you believe. What's inside of us dictates what motivates us. Correct? Come on, amen? You can hear it from your doctor. You can hear it from your spouse, your parents. You need to lose weight. You need to stop eating Krispy Kreme donuts. 
But until you have an intrinsic, eternal motivation to say, I'm going to stop it, you're never going to stop. True? Any good habit or bad habit, you're never going to change unless it's inside, from the inside out. Are you following me? So what we become what we think. What's inside comes out in response to our environment. What's inside gives us a perception of oneself and the world. You see the world through whose eyes? Yours. The way you believe the world is. You know that old tale I told you about? Uh, grand, the grandpa uh, went, to, went to bed and took a nap in the living room and the grandchildren were in. They thought it was funny and they found some Limburger cheese. You ever heard of Limburger cheese? Butchica. It stinks. It stinks. And so, so they thought it was a funny joke and so they put, they put Limburger cheese on, on grandpa's mustache and beard. So he's sleeping. You know what it is. You know grandpa can sleep good. And so he's napping and all of a sudden he starts smelling the smell. I was like... This is horrible. He gets up. He says, man, this living room stinks. He goes to the kitchen. The kitchen stinks. He's like, he, gets, he runs to the walls and it stinks. And he goes out into the, onto the porch and he says, the whole world stinks. You get what I'm saying now? What was there affecting his smell senses was affecting his perception of the world. What's inside you is how you live. Come on, you got it? We, we become what we think. What's inside determines our personal and private philosophies and how we make friends, how we interact with people. And this is why it's important that you and I abide in Christ. Amen? You have to abide in Christ because otherwise the world's going to tell you how to live your life. Right? And it's not always good. There's some good things in there, but it's not always good. In fact, the devil tries to defile you. He tries to destroy you. He tries to tempt you. Jesus says this, and the Bible says this in 1 John 5, 12 about Jesus. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. Pretty simple, right? You either have life in Jesus or you don't. Then check this out. 1 John 2.15 says this. I have it in two versions, but let me read it out of the NIV first. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the craving of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of, his, of what he has and does, comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Do you want to live forever? Let me read this to you out of the message. Do I have it? I love the message. Go to the next one. Do I have it? Oh, I love this. Just check this out. Check this out. Do not love the world's ways. Do not love the world's goods. Check this out. Love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Did you get that? Verse 16, practically everything that goes on in the world... Wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing, listen, has nothing to do with the Father. Isn't that interesting? Just check this out. It just isolates you from Him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out, but whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. See, the world wants to take you and mold you and say, You're a Republican, you're a Democrat, you're black, you're white, you're Asian, you're whatever. You're male, you're female. Yes, you're born male or female. You're born a certain color. But if you're a child of God, you should be what? A child of God. You might have a political view. You might have grown up with cultures. But the world's trying to tell you. It's, it's trying to squeeze God out of you and download into your mind, into your spirit, its system, its culture. Now you see why in our country, why abortion's Okay. You've seen our country now, just in the last couple of years, where, where homosexuality was, was like, that's wrong, and homosexual marriage is wrong, and now it's changed. Why? Because they've been constantly pushing it into our kids, in schools. 
in the churches. Come on, right? Society, the TV shows. I know I, know I have to guard myself and I have to try not to be judgmental. But it's interesting because when I was younger, you never saw that, what we see today on TV, ever. And now, I mean, I was flipping through the channels just watching football and just some of the titles of the shows. And, and, and I'm like, oh, seriously? Wow. Wow. And it's constantly trying to feed us. So you and I have to be careful, amen? Let her see. If our source is not correct, our thoughts are incorrect. I mean, that's logical, right? If the source of your thoughts is not correct, your thoughts are going to be incorrect. Okay? So... What happens to a computer, and I know probably all of us have dealt with this, what happens when your computer gets a virus? Isn't it awesome? It's fun, isn't it? How many times my hard drive is melted because of some virus? You hackers out there, knock it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We, we're going to talk to you afterwards. But once a virus, a, a, a computer virus gets into, in, into your computer, what does it do? It, it changes the true function of your computer, Correct? And over time, it performs poorly or does what you don't want it to do, and eventually it crashes. In, in the microbial world, this is interesting. I remember this from microbiology in college. There's this little thing called a bacteriophage. A phage. It's a virus, and what the virus does, it, 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 it interjects itself. I know this is high-tech junk or whatever. I just remember some of this. this. This bacteriophage or phage will inject itself into a bacterium, good or bad, and it begins to take over the, the bacterium. It connects itself to its, its DNA or RNA and it takes it over and it begins to replicate itself and it begins to make bad cells in that bacterium. And then what happens is it, it, it eventually, if it's in your body and it's bad cells, it can cause bad sickness unless your body's fighting, unless your body's healthy. Now take this back to, this, to the, our natural and spiritual world. The devil is sending these little viruses into your mind through TV, through the internet, through books, through magazines, through, through what you're being fed in the world every day. If you have a solid diet of incorrect thinking, you're going to begin to do what? You're going to begin to believe. And that, that virus begins to attach itself to your thinking. And it begins to transform your thinking for the worse, not for the good. Do you understand me? And so you and I have to say, God, transform my thinking. Help me to stay corrected because... Pretty soon, if you're not careful, your thoughts become corrupted and infected. And now that's why we see in our, today, in our society today, wrong is right in the eyes of the world. Correct? And right is wrong. Right? Correct? It's because they've been infected with this world system and they, the world system has taken their thoughts, taken their consciences and seared them or changed them so that they believe the lie. And I see it in the church in America and it's, it's scaring me. That people are just falling in line and we're not even checking. You know, there, there, there's these people that say, doubt everything, question everything. And I say, doubt your questions sometimes. Question your questions. Did you know you could do that? I mean, you have all these philosophers, you know, you need to question everything. And I, I'm, I'm a person, I do like to think through things. I want to know, I like to know. But sometimes I don't need to know how to blow up other people. I don't need to know how to steal. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't need to explore every thought. Some thoughts are just crazy. What would happen if I pushed my brother over this bridge? You don't need to doubt that. Do you see what I'm saying? So we've been teaching generations and generations. Question question authority. Question everything. Seek everything out. You don't need to seek everything out. Crack cocaine is going to kill you. Come on, amen? 
driving while intoxicated is going to hurt other people besides yourself. You don't need to try everything. Are you following me? Doubt your doubts. Question your questions sometimes. Where did that come from? Who is that from? Why am I thinking that thought? This is good stuff this morning, isn't it? Come on, amen? Start thinking, say, God, help me. Help me. You see, we have all these people that are, that are questioning, well, does God even exist? And, 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 and so you and I have to say, my thinking is bad. God, change it back to what it should be. You see, the problem is mankind is looking for answers not in the source, but in the created. You'll get this in a moment. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. The problem is mankind is looking for answers in the created instead of the Creator. If you buy a Ford car, you don't go to Chevy looking for answers and parts for your car. If you buy an Apple computer, you don't go to IBM looking for a solution for your computer because it doesn't talk. They don't, they're completely different systems. So why in the world do we go to the world's creation when God is the source? In other words, it's interesting that scientists are looking to primates for answers and the Bible says that humans were created in the image of God. We weren't created in the image of monkeys. So why do you go to a primate which is below us? Maybe the primates were created in our image. I know scientists, well, they have, they have DNA, but they're not humans. If they were, Planet of the Apes would be real. Right? I've never seen a monkey driving a car answering a cell phone and texting. I've never seen it. Have you? You might have seen a guy in a gorilla suit. But it's the created. And so humankind goes to creation instead of going to the source. For truth, you must return to the source. In fact, Isaiah 40, and I have this, Isaiah 40, 12-14, it says, this is out of the Living Translation. It says, Who else has held the ocean in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Who else is able, who is able to advise the Spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Who has the Lord needed, or I'm sorry, has the Lord, has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? You see, as humans, we think we're, we're smarter than God. Where were we when He created the earth? Do you see what I'm saying? For answers, go to the source. Don't go to the creation. Amen? Number two, let me move on. Number two, the source of our thoughts. And this, some of it's repeat. It's just so that you get this and understand this. Letter A, bad sources. Again, thoughts are powerful things. You're the only living creature that can take thoughts and make buildings. You're the only creature that can take thoughts and make music. You're the only creature that can take thoughts and make a, a spaceship and go to another planet. Do you understand this? Monkeys haven't done this. Fish haven't done this. Amoebas haven't done this. Only humans. Are you grasping this? Why? Because we were created in the image of God. God gives us a lot of ability. So where, where are the source of these thoughts? Our thoughts, again are products of what we've heard or have learned. Here's some bad sources. Obviously, the first bad source is Satan, right? Satan is a bad source. John 8:44, the devil, it says, it says, this, you belong to your father, the devil, who wants to carry out 
uh, who, and you want to carry your father's desire, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, and there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, and he is a liar, and the father lies. In other words, everything that comes out of the devil's mouth is what? A lie. So you can't believe the devil ever. Right? Come on, this is worse than a politician, right? Now, no offense if you're a politician. I love you. The second, the second bad source is really just two bad sources. Satan and an, un, uh, an unredeemed mind or an unregenerated mind. Jesus said this in Mark 7, 21-23. For, for from within, out of man's hearts, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. In other words, Jesus said a mind that's not been redeemed, a person that's not been saved, and their mind has not been transformed, their body, their mind, is constantly thinking evil thoughts. He gives every one of you conscience, and so there's the battle. Your good conscience and the evil thoughts are constantly there. And until your mind and your soul has been redeemed by God, the the bad is going to eventually win out. Understand? So we wonder why our world is in trouble, because... It feeds on bad stuff. Amen? Again, Paul tells us to transform our thinking, which happens when we abide in Jesus, the source of life. Check this out, because you feel bad now. Gosh, where are, Pastor, my, my, I'm an evil person. I've got bad thoughts. Jesus says, and Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, and the what? New has come. You don't have to think like you thought. Amen? You don't have to stay stuck. Well, Pastor Stan, my family is, we, we are alcoholics, so therefore I'm alcoholic. It doesn't have to be that way. The Bible is very clear. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. You can be free of that. Well, my family, we're, we're passionate. We yell all the time. You don't have to yell all the time. Amen? Well, my family, you know, we're always, we're, we've never forgiven. You know what? You don't have to be like that. Let your mind be transformed by the renewing of Jesus Christ coming in. Amen? Amen? Come on. Yes, thanks, Christian. This is good preaching from the Lord. So let me move on, okay? Letter B, this is going to now this get either deep, shallow, or confusing, or it's going to be enlightening to you. Letter B, creation and self-concept. I'm going to read Genesis 1. Creation and self-concept. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our, own, in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the seas and the birds of the air and, uh, and over the livestock, over all the earth and over all creatures that move among the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of, of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Okay, God created us in whose image? His image, not monkeys, not fish, not amoebas. We were created. So, so we were designed in the Creator's image. We're not like, we're not God, but we were created in his image. Okay? Therefore, He wants you and I to have the concept of who we are through Him. Thus, creation and self-concept. Families, listen, families pass down certain genes and traits, right? You wonder sometimes, you say, well, isn't it interesting like you see your kids and they look like you or your, your parents exactly, or, and then there are certain things that you do, your kids do them? That's because some of them are just gene traits that get passed on. Some of it's characteristic, some of it's because they live in your environment. True? Right? And so God says, I'm passing on to you some good genes. Every one of you say, I've got great genes. Not your pants. I'm talking G-E-N-E-S, okay? 
God has given you some great genes because you're created in His image. And that family resemblance is, is meant to be remembered and to be lived out and passed on to the next generation. Okay? But the problem is, is when we get away from God, we, again, we, we get a poor self-image or self-concept. Pastor Daniel hit on that. The Holy Spirit spoke to him. That we begin to think, I'm not a good person. Or our mind says, I believe God, but I, don't really, I haven't seen Him work. That's a poor self-image. Okay? A poor self-concept. Understand what I'm talking about? And with a poor self-concept, then, because we see all the stuff in the world, because humans have a bad self-concept of themselves, we abuse each other, we control each other, we corrupt each other, we oppress each other. And even so-called Christian leaders now begin to approve of unbiblical lifestyles because we have a poor concept, because we've gotten disconnected. Remember Jesus said, if the vine gets disconnected, the branch gets disconnected from the vine, what does it do? It begins to die. And so we have generations of people, every generation is going, trying to go further away from God, and the farther we get from God, the more corrupted we become. Are you grasping this? So our self-concept goes away. We, we forget who we are. We forget what God has intended for us. God loves mankind. Amen? Letter C. Let me move on. Letter C. Creation and self-worth. Creation and self-worth. First, there's self-concept. I am created by God. Okay? Then there's the creation and self-worth. Your thoughts... Listen, I said this already. Your thoughts and your feelings about yourself are determined by your self-worth. If you think you're a loser, how will you see yourself? A loser. If you're full of pride and you're cocky, that's how you're going to see yourself. Correct? Your self-worth is the value that you place on your life. And you know, you hear me say this all the time, you are a child of God. You are an overcomer. You have been created for great things. Don't ever let anyone tell you you're worthless. You're never going to amount to much. That's a work of the devil. Amen? Maybe you had a mom, a dad, a parent, a co-worker, a family member, a spouse, a friend. Uh, say that to you. Just say, Lord, get that out of my mind forever. I am a child of God. Amen? And the majority, listen to this, the majority of our society lives their lives with an other's worth concept. We're seeking approval. How, do they, how will they think of me? Do they, are they going to accept me? Oh, it drives me crazy in elementary school, middle school, and high school where we're always trying to get the approval of other people. Right? If I dress right, if I smell right, if I have the right shoes, if I talk the right lingo, maybe they'll accept me. You need to stop that. God has already accepted you. Amen? Live as God has made you to who, who He's called you to be. You will never, listen, you will never be the person God has created you to be if you're always valuing people's thoughts of you more than God's thoughts of you. Now, I, I mean, I do. When I grew up, I wanted my mom and dad to accept me. I wanted my mom and dad to say good things about me. And they're always saying good things. And, and yes, my mom was a truth-sayer too. And it was, if I was wrong, she told me I was wrong. But in love, she said, I want to help you. I know my kids hate that when I tell them, I'm just telling you the truth. Get it from my mom. Blame her. It's imperative that you and I go to God for our self-worth, not the world. Amen? Don't go to the magazine for self-worth. Don't go to the political parties for self-worth. Don't even go to your career for self-worth. That's just part of life. Go to God. Amen? Are you following me? Because when we go to God, God's worth is this. He gives you life. He gives you a purpose to live for. He gives you a sense of significance. He gives you meaning of life. He gives you reason. He gives you ways to express your talents. Isn't that awesome? Amen. 
Matthew 22, write this down. Matthew 22, 37 through 40, write that down. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your heart, mind, and soul. And then His love will begin to come out of your life. 1 John 4.20, I have to write this to you because you need to know this. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. Wow. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. In other words, negative thoughts that are always bad about other people, those are not from God. And it, typically, if you're negative about other people, that means you're negative about yourself. If you see people as trouble, you're, you have a self-concept that you're trouble. Or your trouble. Amen? Do you see what I'm saying? Let God renew your mind. Letter D. Creation and self-esteem. Creation and self-esteem. Self-esteem is your estimation of your value in the world. Self-esteem is your estimation of your value to the world. Now again, many people suffer a very low self-esteem. They don't think they can do much. And it drives me crazy in the Christian church. Well, we're just the church. We're nobody. That's a lie from the devil. You're the church. You are God's child. Well, the world's got a, Well, you know, why does the world have to create Apple? Why can't you create your own computer system? Look at the Bible. Daniel was... He was above everyone else. In, in, at that time was the Babylonian Empire, which was the apex of all societies at that time, which is in modern-day Iran and Iraq. And much of what we have today is from that culture. But Daniel even exceeded all that because he was a godly man. Do you see what I'm saying? Why do we always discount our self-worth? I say, well, we'll never be good as, as Bill Gates. And God bless Bill Gates for being generous. Amen? You can be even better if that's what God wants you to be. Have a good self-esteem of yourself. Amen? Don't beat yourself up. In, in, in Genesis, it says that God gives us dominion over creation. Many people suffer, for, suffer from a low, self, low self-esteem because they have forgotten who they came from. We are God's children. Amen? You are created in the image of God and you're created to do great things. Okay, I've got to get this to you. I want to, I, want, I want to make sure I say this right. We were made more important than plants and animals. Plants and animals exist to help us. Thank God I get to eat some chicken and beef. And yes, I kill plants too. And I love salads. I love apples. I love fruit. I'm killing them. Isn't that wrong? No, God didn't say that. God said you have dominion over them. And you see, the problem is because people have gotten separate from God. Now we have people that they're willing to kill babies to save animals. Why? Because our self-concept, our self-esteem, our connection with God is, is askew. Do you see what I'm saying? You need to esteem yourself as important to the world because God created you with a purpose. Amen? You might only be flipping hamburgers. You might only be a house spouse. You might only be a computer programmer. You know, I'm just a professor. I'm just an accountant. I'm just, I, stop saying you're just. You are a child of God. And you are going to do great things if you believe that. Amen? You have to be convinced and convicted that you have something important to offer this world. True? What God has given you is very important. Let me move on. Letter E, creation and self-awareness. Creation and self-awareness. You become truly alive when you become aware of your true nature. You were not created to be under submission to the world. Say that. I am not created to be under submission to the world. 
Now you've said that, you better believe that. God created you in His image. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of God, of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. And once you were, have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Those are your marching orders. You are royal priesthood in your workplace, in your schools, in your neighborhoods, on the sports field, in the shopping place, watching sports, being with family and friends. You are royal priesthood. You have a higher purpose. Do you understand this? Your purpose is higher than the world's purposes. Socrates once said, know thyself. This principle is incomplete because, again, you're the created. You're never going to know God trying to know yourself. You've got to know God first, then you can know yourself. Got it? Socrates was probably a great guy and he could out-philosophize me and I can't say the word right. But his concept was faulty. Again, going to the created for source. Amen? The only source that can give you understanding is God. You following me? Number three, this is getting down to the end. This is very important. You've got to listen to this as well. Number three, the vital connection between the Creator and the created. There is a Creator and you and I are not Him. But, He wants you to be connected to Him. He wants you to abide in Him. He wants to give you life. John 15, 14 says this, You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Say, I'm a friend of God. I love that song. I know it gets a little dated, but I love that. You know, I'm a friend of God. For everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So the first thing, letter A, the source of the human spirit. The source of the human spirit is this. Genesis 1.3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Now the, the key two words are God said. God said, and it was. He spoke the world into existence by saying, let there be light. He created all of mankind by speaking it out. He created all the world. Amen? Right? This is important because, again, God spoke and things were created. He created us in His image. Check this out. This, now this, you may not get this, but you and I were not created just from speaking alone. He first formed the world. He took some of the world and He formed it and He said, this is man and woman. And then He spoke life into it. Okay? Now, the reason he did this, this is cool. I read this the other day and it was deep. God used material from the physical world from which he already created and he gave us physical bodies in order that we might function in a physical world. You're not just a spirit being, but you have spirit of God and you have physical realm so that you can rule over the earth. Do you grasp this? So the source of the human spirit is God. Now, when God spoke or he breathed life into us, God was made in the image of God. There's God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. Now, please don't say I'm preaching heresy. God is a triunal, he's a trinity being. You and I are triunal beings. You're not God, but you have body, you have intellect and heart, and you have a spirit. Three in one. Do you understand this? Other creatures, and, and no offense, and someone's going to come beat me up after, my dog, my dog's going to happen, my cat, my gerbil's going to go to Your cat does not have a triune being. It has intellect? Well, maybe. It has a brain, and it, it has self-will, but it doesn't have a soul. Only humans 
have that trinity being in them because we were created in the image of God. We were created in God's image. Okay, this might this is boring saying I'm a yeah, I got this. But the reason is is so that we can have a relationship with God. Now I believe our animals can see angelic beings. But my dog is not at church today. Your cat is not at the at the first Church of the cats worshiping God today. Because your cat, your dog, your gerbil, your fish, your piranha does not have a soul. You're here today because you have a soul. You're a Trinitarian being. Do you understand what I'm saying? We were made to want to worship God. And we must stay linked to the source who is God. Amen? And God created you. His source is to create you to be an overcomer. Humans, listen, I said this again, I'm going to say it again, I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Humans cannot go to monkeys, fish, or amoebas as their source. We were created in the image of God. Say, I was created in the image of God. He is your source. He is the source of your authority. Amen? You grasp this? He provides for you identity, purpose, worth, value, protection, maintenance, preservation, productivity, meaning of life. Those are found in God, not fish. Not amoebas, not monkeys. Those are all cool things, but they're not where the source is. Amen? Letter C, the great separation. I'm sorry, letter B. I'm going too fast, aren't I? Letter A, the source of the human spirit. Letter B is we get our authority from Christ. Letter C, the great separation. Just as a plant dies when it is detached from its source, or a fish dies when it's removed from the water, so a person will die when they separate themselves from God. So just like, how many of you have ever taken a flower and pulled it out of the pot and shaken the dirt off it and just laid it outside? What happens to that plant? It, it begins to what? Wither and eventually it dies. So when humans separate themselves from God, they may live for a little while, but what do they start doing? They begin to die. They physically begin to die. They spiritually are dying. And so when Christians or humans separate themselves from God, say, I don't need God, I don't want God, and they rebel, they lose their sense of identity. They lose their sense of purpose. And eventually they, they are going to dry up and die. Physically they're dying and spiritually they will die. And you see, when Adam and Eve, when they sin in the garden, they cause that thing to happen to us. And see, when you get away from God, when you get away from the source, you, you lose your self-worth, you lose your self-concept. You lose your sense of purpose. You lose true knowledge. Are you, are you grasping this? We lose the knowledge of where we came from. We lose the knowledge of why we exist. We, 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 just, we become what the world tells us to become. We, 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 become, we become what our work and our job and, and the, day, the day of our life tells us to do. Right? And, and, and when, when, Adam Eve, this is, when Adam and Eve sinned against God and they rebelled, they forfeited their authority to Satan. Because remember, God said to them, Be fruitful, be multiply, you will rule over all of earth. And when they rebelled against God, they just said, Here, Satan, it's yours now. And God says, I'm, I want you to take that authority back from Satan because this world was still created by me and you still have dominion. And too many Christians, we've, we've, don't even know that, that we're called to dominate not be dominated. Come on, amen? We are spiritual beings who have the Spirit of God in us and we are to take control of situations. When you see evil arise in the world, you're not, well, I guess uh, I can't do anything. You're connected to the source. God can overcome that, amen? 
There's something going on in your life. Well, I guess it's meant to be. No, it's sometimes you have to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You can't let all evil have its way in your life. Yes, we live in an evil world, but even in that, you don't need to allow the world to have its way. Come on, amen? When we get separated from God, we die. God doesn't suffer. We think, man, oh, I'm going to teach God a lesson. I'm going to separate myself. He doesn't die. Who dies? I mean, as humans, we don't get it sometimes, right? We're the ones that he's not. He's the source. He grows another branch. He reaches out to you, but if you push away, he says, fine, that's fine. You don't want me, that's fine. You see, the Creator brought life, not death. He did not impose a death sentence on us. We did. Oh, God's such a mean God. Why did He send people to hell? He never sends anyone to hell. We send ourselves to hell. Because we separate ourselves from God. Are you grasping this? Life is in the source who is God. So my question for you and I is, why are you allowing your thought life to be controlled by the world? Why are you letting politicians tell you what to believe? Why are you letting the news media tell you your faith? Why are you allowing ungodly people to tell you how to have relationships which they themselves don't even have good relationships with? Amen? Go to the source. Amen? Why are you allowing others to die? In fact, again, part of bearing fruit is reaching people to Christ. Why are we allowing the world to die? I mean, I've met some Christians down. They're like, this is the last days, Pastor Chan. I'm just going to go back in. We're going to wait till Jesus comes. I don't find that in the Bible. He said, go. Go. Don't hide. Go. Amen? John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask my name. The last scripture, there's two more, but the last one that we'll talk about for a second. Matthew 20, 18. You know this. Go into all the world and make disciples of what? Oh, come on. All nations. All people. Pakistanis. Indians. Latinos. Asians. Africans. White people. Europeans. Islanders. God says what? Muslims too. Atheists. People that worship the earth. The dirt. Nihilist. Everybody. Satan is God. says, go and make disciples of All nations, would you stand with me this morning? Church, we need to transform our thinking, amen? Stop thinking that you're nobody. Stop letting the world tell you who you are. Stop even allowing your family, if it's a negative influence, tell you who you are. You and I need to abide in Jesus this morning, amen? I want to end with with this, a couple things. I do want to try to have an altar time. I want to have an altar time if, if the Holy Spirit will allow us right now. But here's this. Would you close your eyes, please? Would you bow your heads just for the privacy of those around us for a moment? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Maybe this morning you've heard me talk about Jesus, the Savior, and saying that he's the source of life. And you've never given your life, you've never made him the Savior of life, never accepted his ways, and you you want to connect with him for the first time. And you're saying, I want to get rid of all these bad things that are destroying me, and I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior for the first time. With your eyes closed, your heads bowed. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Okay, I, I trust everyone has done that. Now, here's the last thing. You can all look at me. Some of us have allowed the world to dictate to us our faith. Some of us in this room have allowed our circumstances to dictate us, dictate us how we're to live our life or how God works in life. I want you to have your mind transformed today. 
And if you're saying, you know what, Pastor, I need my thinking to be transformed to be God. Now I want you to come to the front. He's already spoken to a handful of you right now. Come to the front and say, I want my mind to be transformed. I don't want to be controlled by fear. Come on. I don't want to be controlled by doubt. I don't want to be controlled by sickness. I don't want to be controlled by politics. I don't want to be controlled by terrorism. I don't want to be controlled by what I can't do. I want to be controlled by what God can do. Come on, right now. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Those who say, I want God to help me to transform my thinking. Come on. I, I don't want to live by sight. I want to live by faith. Stop. Let the world destroying your thinking by killing you with its, its thoughts. Go to the source. So some of you say, Pastor Stan, I want to renew my faith in God. I want to go back to the source. Would you come to the front right now? Come on down. Say, I want God to transform my thinking. Come on. See, you know what? My self-worth, I beat myself up all the time. And I want to stop. Come to the front. Say, I want God to help me. Come on. I've already asked you. You're saying, my, my faith is limited because I'm allowing the world to tell me. Come to the front. Or say, you know what? I want God to transform my thinking. Come to the front. Or, you know what? I, 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 my self-worth is bad. I want God to help me. Or, I keep coming up with bad thoughts. Let God take them. Come on. Come on. And the next thing is, I want, I want to expect God for greater things. I know I limit God because of my lack of faith. And Jesus said, it will be done according to your faith. And I need God to transform my thinking. Come on down. I want you to come down and say, I want to be transformed. I want my thinking to be transformed. I don't want Fox News. I don't want MSNBC. I don't want the Democrats or Republicans to tell me what to believe. I want to believe what God wants me. Come on. If that's you, you're a political junkie. You need to be delivered from that. Come on down. You're afraid of what's happening. Sicknesses disasters. You're living in fear. Stop that. That's not the Word of God. Come on. Lord, Lord God, have your way in this place. Consume us. Transform our thinking. Anyone else? I want my thinking transformed. I want you to come right now. Come on. Come to the front. Say, God, I want to I want to take my life and I know it's worth something. I don't want to live my life as the world wants. I want to live my life as you want. And God, you have great things for life. Come to the front. Come on. Holy Spirit, you're speaking to us, God. Renew us. Transform us, God. Transform us, God. Burn out the dross. Remove the bad thinking, God. Take out the viruses. Take out the, the bad stuff from the world, God. And give us great thoughts. Good thoughts. Heal our minds. Heal our emotions, God. Heal our thoughts in the name of Jesus, God. We need you, God. I'm going to just walk around and pray with you. Yes, rule us, God. Take away the 
worshiping while I was praying I believe God is going to give somebody a solution this week you've been working on something or it's a relationship and, or, or it's a school project or project I believe God is going to give you a solution this week if you allow him to transform your thinking some of you are living in fear and I know I say this often but God is not the author of confusion or fear perfect love cast out fear Stop worrying about if you're going to fail. Start saying, God, how can I succeed in you? Amen? And the last thing which was said in, in, in what was said in the, in the tongue and the interpretation was that we're going to fly. And when I was worshiping during the song, I saw us rising up on wings. And the Bible says that, that they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. Some of you are weary because you're going to the wrong sources. Go to God. He's better than five-hour energy drinks. He's better than coffee. He's better than, than anything else in the world. God can renew you. Amen? I'm telling you, I don't know how many Sundays that I come in here. Listen, the devil tries to keep me from sleeping. I'm not, I'm not complaining. Every Saturday night. And so sometimes I only get a few hours of sleep and I come in here, God, you've got to fill me up because I am tired. And God helps me. And you've got to start trusting Him as your source. Amen? You will begin to mount up with wings as eagles. And why do we have to allow the world to create all these cool ideas when God, the creator of the universe, lives within you? He can give you creative thoughts. Amen? Begin to trust Him. Father, bless this great church. Get us out of this small-minded mentality that we're just a small church or we're just one person. God, you are the creator of all things. It says that we are created in your image. And so because of that, we have your likeness. We have your authority, Lord Jesus, because of what you did. We are royal priesthood. No longer are we just cooks. No longer are we just professors. No longer are we just computer people. No longer are we just accountants or or whatever we do, or, or electricians or plumbers, whatever. Now we are plumbers who are chosen. We're cooks that are chosen. We're professors that are chosen. We are maintenance people that are chosen. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, who are going to make a difference, God. So put into every one of us, not just overcomer mentality, but transform our thinking, God. In our schools, in our colleges, in our workplaces, God. On the streets, in the sports fields, in the malls, wherever we go, that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, by allowing God to be our source. Father, let us stop looking at the created when we should be looking at you, the creator. 
for answers, for life, for solutions, for faith, for anointing, for happiness, and joy. It only comes in you, God. So now bless these great people. Let us become greater people like Daniel's. Lord, like Moses, like